Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the radio program. Today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Um, and Steve Jordahl is now in the studio with us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, everybody. How are you, sir? I'm well, thank you. I had a good weekend. I went to um, Jonesboro, Arkansas to uh, watch the professional disc golf tournament up there. How'd that go? It was great. Except I found out I'm out of shape because I had to. We got to walk the course with some of the players. Oh, you were, you weren't a participant. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> now. Oh now, my goodness, no. Now, what I know to each his own. Right. I, I agree with that. But what would drive one to go three hours, three and a half hours to watch such an event? Why is it so compelling? Uh, I, the, the guys can throw these discs. Accurately, okay. It's interesting to watch. Four hundred feet you're saying. or more. How did you yes. find out about this? I, I was whole up uh, when I was uh, down with COVID and sitting in bed, and I was yeah. YouTubing, uh, you know, going through YouTube. And sure. I, there uh, a lot of disc stuff golf. on YouTube, disc golf, and it's wow. And the, their personalities are interesting. Okay, came across a well, guy we that's have, uh, we young have employees uh, here. Yeah. Who have done that in the past? Yeah, participated. Then they they seem to enjoy that. Probably not in the professional tour, though. These guys. Well, it, it, it's not all about the money, Steve. <laughs> it's all about the money. It's always about the Benjamins. Oh, there's big money in disc golf, is there? Well, sponsorship. These guys corporate? make they make livings. They make uh, good livings. You're kidding? No, I'm serious. Oh, listen, Tim. There is there is a whole world out there. There are uh, usually young people who make a living playing, uh, competing in video games. Yeah. I've I mean, been trying. I've been thinking about world championships. If I ever left my job here at AFA, I was thinking about trying to become an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> because, huh? And get a lot of followers. You know what I'm saying? I'm reading. I'm reading up on this now. I yes. have to get back to you. I haven't done my complete uh, right. thorough yeah. research. I would research a little bit more <laughs> before um, you make that decision. Okay. Well, I am. I am. Yeah. I don't want to do something hasty. Right. But I'm just I'm considering that as an as a career yeah, path. I don't think there's any influencers out there over the age of thirty. Hey, so you know you, what? Older, I like a challenge. Older people <laughs> like us have to be influenced too. You know. No, here's the problem. <laughs> if you're twenty, you know, twenty to thirty in there. Yeah. If you're a good-looking guy or yeah. a good-looking girl, you can influence other young people your age. But I turned sixty-four this summer. A new young person is going to be influenced by what I think. I'm just, I'm guessing. You know, that's just stone hard reality. Yes, isn't it, it? That is reality. <laughs> but I wonder if I could at least thought, get a sarcastic following. I thought people say, <laughs> "Oh yeah." I thought Steve, yeah. you were going to say you went to the Talladega race. No, I've done that in the past, and it was the weekend for it. It's a great race. You're a big too, NASCAR fan, right? I am. I, for some reason, take who, a little fringe sports, and I get into them. Who won the race? Uh, the NASCAR race, it was um, the watermelon farmer. I can't remember. Let me, let me the look. Water, the watermelon yeah. farmer. Yeah, 10th generation watermelon farmer. This is sad. <laughs> huh? He, he just came out of nowhere. Well, huh? he was he was sitting back in third or fourth place, and 
everybody started trying to beat each other and spread out, and he got the, the shot down the middle and, and won the movie, race. That's a movie, though. You know, watermelon you just farmer. work in the fields as a watermelon farmer. Kind of like American and you, Underdog. And you have a dream. The Kurt Warner story. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have this dream that Ross you want to Chastain? Can... Sorry. Ross okay. Chastain. Yep. He won the. Sorry, uh... Ross, if you're listening. <laughs> is it yeah. seedless watermelon though? That's well. <laughs> here's the thing. This is kind of interesting. Um, you're, hook, you're hooking me to the story here. Um, when he, this is the second race of the year that he won, and he has started a habit. The hauler guy brings out a watermelon. To him at after he's won the race this is yeah. on the track as he's doing his burnout after he does his burnouts being interviewed um on the track and he climbs on top of the car and just chucks a watermelon down on the track and breaks all of that's kind of his habit and the first time he did it he went down and he'll grab a piece of watermelon that's you know and start chomping on it. He got a seed stuck on the side of his mouth for the whole interview. Oh. No one told him <laughs> and it was the the weirdest thing. So yesterday they brought a seedless watermelon. <laughs> that's funny. That is something that would happen to me. I'm just right? telling you. Something embarrassing like that. Or Ricky Bobby. Right. Uh, all right, you're listening to Today's Issues. Go, Steve. You guys were talking last hour about Elon Musk and what he has done, and you guys named a couple of his inventions. I had no idea. We mentioned, uh, I mentioned he was under PayPal, uh, Tesla, SpaceX. the car, and SpaceX. That's, that's kind of all we know. Well, um, <laughs> Let me uh, add a couple. Oh, he's there more? Oh, man. This is the top 10. There are more after this top 10 that he's done. 50 years old. Yeah. Um, So Tesla is right, but he's also um, created a battery system under the Tesla rank, a battery system to store energy for homes and businesses. It's known as PowerPack or Powerwall. Um, he's done the SpaceX thing. Starlink, he's he's behind. I forgot about that. uh, Internet via satellite for poor countries. Uh, like you said, PayPal, he created that. He created a zip to city guide, which is early in his, uh, uh, in his career, he invented this internet-based technology company that offered guide software designed for newspapers with searchable databases for, for towns. Um, he didn't create solar powers, but he did create Solar City to provide modern, low-cost ca- low solar power. Uh, he is uh, the creator of the Boring Company, B-O-R-I-N-G. It's not like lack of interest. It bores tunnels through dirt. I mean, it, it, it creates low-cost tunnels. Uh, Boring Company company works to develop a series of underground tunnels to transport people through large cities, like subway. T- um, hmm. And then part of that, the Hyperloop. He is creating a Hyperloop system, a vacuum-sealed tunnel for longer travel that has speeds of over 600 miles an hour. Still on the drawing board, but this is what he's working on. So this guy's like a and then like a, Neuralink, which is a brain implant for a oh computer. yeah yeah he he, he believes I that wanted the patent come. on that I know <laughs> but he got Neuralink. this he is just his top ten huh? he's like a Thomas Edison kind of person oh yeah, yeah except Thomas or George Washington day. Carver or something yeah, like that where day. the mind just keeps going incredible all right uh, well uh, and I just want to say Musk, in, in terms of inventions. I invented a little pepperoni pizza with English muffins. Did you really? Yeah. Before they ever came out with that, I was doing that in college. And so, and you were—he's not the only guy with a good idea. And you were so humble <laughs> that you decided to give all the money that you would have made from that to some charity or church, right? Oh, uh, when I invent something, I don't, I don't, I don't make any money. It's not tell. about the money. <laughs> it's not about the money. Yeah. Steve. About the money. I keep telling you, it's about the betterment of mankind. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm sorry. The betterment of humankind. My bad. <laughs> please. Please. You guys were talking about uh, becoming an influencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there is an influencer out there who, uh, well, it's just a reporter for the Washington Post who reports on influencers. She's been in the news lately. Her name is Taylor Lorenz. And she has outed or doxed, actually, given private information, secret private, inf- private information out to the public about a lady that is behind a, a Twitter site called the Libs of TikTok. Now, don't be confused. It's, she goes to TikTok and finds liberals who say things that are just, you know, in their own words. Expo- no edits. Expose them for who they are. Right. Uh, in fact, I'll let you listen to one. This is, uh, this is something that she just posted from Libs of TikTok, cut 14. A lot of anti-abortion advocates are also seemingly really into the idea of finding out their child's sex really early on. And I think this is because of this like underlying cultural idea that gender confers humanity. And, you know, if you're against people aborting fetuses, you need to construct them as like fully people. And one of the mechanisms to do so is by inferring, by putting gender on them. So like, you know, we often call fetuses like it, or we call even early babies, we often call it, you know, babies like it, it's crying because no, it's like not quite gotten gender and it's not quite become a person. But like a lot of conservatives who are really anti-abortion and really pro-reproduction, they're obsessed with gendering their children before they're even born. So they come into a world fully gendered because it's like how to humanize them and to stop people from being able to have safe access to abortions. That is the latest offering from Libs of TikTok. Did you gender your child early? Listen, these, these, <laughs> these, uh, I'm trying not to insult people because that person, whatever he, I'm guessing it's a he. Is that a he? Well, or actually, whatever. It, was a, knows. it was a transgender person because okay. it looked awful womanish, but you right. can tell it was so a man. I don't boy, want to the de- voice sounded uh, masculine. It was a man. It yeah. just, he looked, he I, dresses listen, like a woman. I, I, it's wrong for me to keep insulting people created in the image of God. All right? We're told not to do that. I sometimes sin by calling people like that morons. Okay. Right. Which but you're, is not gonna, I, you're not going to do that. But I'm not going to do that. I'm All not right. going to call no, this person a moron. You're not going to call them morons. Yeah. But but look, this is proof that anybody can do whatever they want on TikTok because that what that man was saying makes no sense at all. Well, he was These actually correct. No. That, that, what well, was we correct conf- about what he said? We don't confer the humanity by I have never heard them. anyone refer but to a baby they, as an it. They, no, that yeah. is correct. No one is. But babies are fully human. And have gender, despite what he said. He said, we in the pro-life community want to put gender on them, want to associate them with a gender to make them fully human. He's, he's right around the truth that they yeah. are fully human, but, and they do have gender. Back the to the original God point creator. here. This, this, what you just heard was a, cons, uh, a conservative's... Uh, it's a conservative. What a conservative person started this lib called libs of TikTok. Yep. It's not some liberal promoting liberalism on TikTok, right. which I thought it was at first. It's libs of TikTok, and what she does, or he does, or whoever the creator, the she. It's a okay. She. Whoever the creator is of this is they just put up videos unedited. This is the way I understand it. Mm-hmm. Like you just heard from whacked out liberals. That's my phrase here. To expose them to the world for the for the uh, uh, for the whacked out people they are 
Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's all they do. And so that person, and it, be, it get, became very popular, this libs of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, and so what happened was the Washington Post writer. Taylor Lorenz. She, correct me if I'm wrong, she doxed. She exposed the the uh, person behind the libs of TikTok video, w- which wanted to remain anonymous, right? So uh, that's what happened here. Uh, that is what happened, and uh, she started getting some pushback. Who she did? Started, Who's uh, she? Taylor Washington Lorenz, Post. a Washington Post reporter, started getting people getting angry for at having her done this to this woman. For having done this to this woman, she was in tears. How dare you call me out? Uh, you know, I'm a that. reporter. Oh, it's terrible. Well, she was just on um, with one of the uh, liberal media things, and they asked her about what was going on. And it's, uh, I got news for you, folks. It's Russia. Cut 11. It's rare to see an account gain so much prominence so quickly and be shaping these narratives in such an effective way, especially against trans people. Um, so I was I mean, my story was kind of long, but I really wanted to make the case like why this account mattered. And I think it's incredibly important, you know, as someone that covers the influencer industry to know who is exerting influence in in this way. I mean, for all we knew, this could have been a foreign actor, right? Or someone we just didn't know. And so I thought, hey, look, this account has massive power, massive influence. This woman is basically on an entire right wing media tour. She gave interviews to the New York Post, Tucker, all of that um, and registered as a media company, uh, registered a trademark. So. Yeah, I wanted to, I, I thought it was quite important and in the public interest to find out who was running it. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, Russia. Okay. So, there, frankly, I don't think there's anything wrong with finding out who's behind a site like that. But doxing them is is a step too far. That's a bridge too far. And by doxing, I mean you give their address out, their personal information, um, you are inviting a crazy to pay a visit. That's what I don't like about doxing. Mm-hmm. Now, I would I would want to know, if, I think <clears throat> conservatives would want to know, if there was a very popular liberal website, we would want to know who's behind it. Are they getting George Soros money? All those kinds of things. Listen, um, that's legitimate, yeah. but you don't get their phone yeah, number out. But, right. their address. Uh, doxing, uh, which is the... Uh, Exposing of somebody's private address and or cell phone number or whatever to the general public, that should be, I don't know, that that may be illegal. Well, she should, this Washington Post reporter should either be fired or somehow reprimanded. Sometimes these people will dox their their kids. They'll let they put their kids' names out where they go to school, where they right. where they work, where like right. the spouse works. Right. I mean, very dangerous stuff. Right. right. It would be one thing if she was making stuff up or editing videos to make people look bad. Right. Yeah. Just straight just posting. Stuff. Just, yeah. just yeah. straight stuff. Next story, Steve. All right. Um, we've been hearing the administration uh, blaming Vladimir Putin for all of the uh, inflation that we've been seeing. Yes. Well, the Boston Globe, a writer at the Boston Globe, actually came up with some proof that Biden's uh, Putin price hike language is a myth. It's wrong. And this is what she wrote. This is what he wrote. The, the author's name is Jeff uh, Jacoby. J- oh, J- Jeff Jacoby. Jeff Jacoby. Okay, yeah. Thank you. This is an opinion columnist. An opinion columnist for, for the, the Boston, Boston Globe. Globe. He's conservative. And so what he wrote was that he showed that Biden, the inflation rate was low. Uh, when Biden took office at 1.4% higher than it had been the year before. It has to, you, 
is n- normally going to have a little bit of inflation. Right. It's, and that's good. Um, and But by the time the Biden's first term was up, it was 7.5%. Uh, rampant inflation is going... The first year of First office. year, and it's going north from mm-hmm. that. What excuses do you think that the administration used before Putin invaded Russia for the rise in interest rates? Let me give you just a quick rundown. First, they said that... It was okay. It was uh, the it, rising inflation rate was a sign of a strong economy, and then they said no serious economist was worried that it would last. It's not going to get worse. It did. Well, inflation is a high class problem. Yeah, just rich people. The only people have to, you don't have to worry about it. Well, you do have to worry about it. Price increases now uh, all of a sudden became temporary. Was well, this is going to go back down? It hasn't. Uh, and then. <clears throat> Um, they said in December, they said that the, the inflation had peaked and is now ready to go down. Then uh, people like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders decided to blame rich people or corporations. Corporate greed is what's causing all this inflation. Mm-hmm. And then Biden latched on in February to the supply chain. Oh, yeah, we got supply chain issues. That's why prices are going up. And then, and then Putin invades Russia and he decides that the whole thing is Putin's fault. If there was ever uh, well, if I were them, I'd do the same thing. Uh, you got You can't say it. Uh, I've failed miserably as president <laughs> of the United States, and uh, I want to say I'm sorry, and I'm ready to look at the Republican ideas for for improving our economy. <laughs> huh? No, you, you've got to come up with some yeah, deflection. So they're sitting around in their in the White House, going, "What do we What do we got here? Well, we can blame Putin for everything. Go right. with that one. Let's go with that one." Yeah. It's, it's almost been comical to see how they bend comical. over backwards to deflect blame. They'll but you know credit. what? People aren't buying it. No, they're the not. The general public is not buying it. And and it's going to make them look even worse. Yes. Because it is yes. going to make them look completely incompetent. And it's going to add to the perception that President Biden now lies. The, the, the whole supply chain uh, issue, issue slash issues... Uh, I I don't I don't I don't I don't know who to blame for that one. That maybe it's nobody. You know what I'm saying? No one individual. For because that was kind of go wasn't it kind of going on a little bit before Biden was president? Yeah, or, I think that was, was kind of that was COVID related. I think. Yeah. And also, I I to me uh, that that would be probably both political parties would have to accept some at least say, you know, well, it's nobody's fault, like you said. Or then the stimulus money, at least the first round of it, was under Trump. So you, you know, the Biden administration could have used those two and just, you know, said that's the explanation we're going Well, Biden with. did say COVID and Putin the other day. He did. But, well, yeah, don't look at me as COVID and Putin. That's the reason we're in the mess we're right, in financially. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Remember that Biden also was the one that was going to force truckers to have vaccines even though they stay in their trucks all day and don't yeah. interact with anybody and he that took thousands of truckers off the road yeah and, and created this whole trucker convoy well and then that also the a, oil the attack on oil the, the, all as soon as he came into office have to do with the, inflation it, it's and got the to be chain. added to the explanation by the way did the, 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 the uh, federal vaccine mandates i know that's a supreme court rule that they were unconstitutional in terms but not necessarily for federal employees, right? 
Federal, I believe that's federal employees right. still have to get the jab. And the then the health healthcare industry also was. Uh, is that going to go away now that COVID's gone away? There's what, still some court what, cases. What do you do? What do you do? With, in other words, uh, do you, is the definition of fully vaxxed going to continue to be used, or is that going to be? I just saw on my Twitter feed a, be a dinosaur. Mark Hamill, the the Star Wars actor, saying he's proud that he's gotten his second booster or third booster, whatever it is. So it's still well, it's still out there. Let the farce be with you. Mark I know, Hamill. right? <laughs> I agree. See what I did there? I, do see what I, I should what be an influencer. There. Yeah, you Come should on, be. Jim, you and I should well, be now you know who to to, right. to to talk to. It's Taylor Lorenz. She's the one that's in charge of getting everybody. What are we? Uh, fully backs, fully backs. Remember, we've we've heard this for a year now, and I'm just wondering how long you, do you go on saying uh, I get a booster when when uh, when COVID isn't even around anymore? You know, that what's so strange is this. This seems to me like it was back in high school. Doesn't this seem like it was a hundred years oh, ago? Oh yeah. All this stuff, we were just talking about this six months ago. You know what I'm saying? And now it just seems like. No, high school seems a lot longer away from <laughs> Well, <laughs> I was exaggerating, Steve. It was, Whoa. I was being anyway, satirical. Next story, Steve. we got about right. two minutes left. Yeah, here. let's talk about this. Hey, how about some good news? Um, I want to introduce you to a 13-year-old, Elliot Tanner, who at 13 just graduated from college. And is now applying. He graduated, by the way, in the little, you know, liberal arts thing of physics with a degree in physics at 13 and now is applying to become a Ph.D. candidate at 13. Did I mention he was 13? Yeah, what a show off. (laughs) And his mom's trying to get (laughs) some money, raise some money for him because he's not eligible for for student loans at 13. Oh, you're not? Is age discriminatory? I think it might be. Yeah, I think you have to be. I think you have to be a certain age to. Uh, that needs to change. <laughs> I, that's my cause right there. As an there influencer, you go. influence. I think people ought to be eligible for college loans by as as, as early as twelve. Yes, you know what I'm this, saying. This this kid obviously is a phenom. Uh, I mean, to graduate yeah. from college yeah. with a degree in physics at thirteen, and then he's going to go get his doctorate. Who knows? I, I think I speak for most of us here when I say when we were thirteen, <laughs> we were we were learning to talk in complete sentences. Yeah. Huh? Am I right? Well, and, and, I, and wondering what's in the fridge. Well, now that yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> uh, this obviously this is just a, a gifted you know young good young night man. physics. He graduated physics. in physics. Yeah. Okay, if he's thirteen years old, that means he had that means he had to start college when he was probably ten. Am I right? Well, his, who mom knows? Said he began, his mom said he began reading and doing math at three. Well, uh, it's just yeah, I don't do you believe that? Yeah. If he's if he's graduated college at thirteen, obviously he is way around the curve from uh, a past what's normal and typical. Three three years Re- old. Reading and what? Math. And math when he was three. Well, you ever see these these kids that are like six years old and they're playing Beethoven and on the yeah, piano and three three yeah wow uh let me i don't i don't i'm just gonna assume the mom's telling the truth why would she have any reason yeah, pictures, to lie, the right? guy looks 13 i just find it unbelievable that at three years old at yeah. 13 he's gonna start getting his doctorate and his, hey his last name been musk is it <laughs> no <laughs> probably is still having his mom get clearasil for him i need some more clearasil when do yeah. i get my braces off
Somehow that gene missed our family. <laughs> and well, ours. it missed everybody's family. <laughs> <laughs> one in a million, one in two million, ten million, who knows? All right, thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Thanks to Ed and Brent and Fred, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.